Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to As a Woman, Episode 3, The Bias of Gender. In this episode, we will hear stories from other women, understand how even subconscious bias and subtle discrimination can have lasting impacts on women, and learn how to stand up for ourselves and for others. Listen to my challenge for you this week. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition, while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hi, friends. I am so excited to welcome you back to As a Woman. You are now listening to episode three, The Bias of Gender. I want to start out by just saying this topic is really at the heart of where this whole As a Woman podcast started. When I started using the hashtag As a Woman, I wanted to create a space where we could talk about issues that only women could really understand. But the vast number of you who reached out to me with your stories and your experiences It was eye-opening and it was inspiring and I wanted to do something more. One of the hardest things for me is when other people tell me that there's no such thing as gender bias. I think that declining to admit that there is a problem is just a further example of how big this problem actually is. I think that as a woman, we face unique sets of issues in trying to advance into a career. This can range from subconscious bias subtle discrimination, sexual harassment, and more. And so this episode is a little bit longer than some of the other ones, and I think it just speaks to the meat of this issue. But let's start out here. I don't know one single woman who is in medicine who will say that she is completely untouched by this issue. Not one. Maybe it isn't the craziest or the most obscene story, so she just kept quiet, didn't make a big deal of it, and kept working toward her goal. Nobody really knew that it happened. Maybe it wasn't that big of a deal, or maybe it knocked her confidence down a ton. Maybe it was a simple comment, an action, or a behavior that told her she wasn't as worthy as other people. She wasn't good enough, or it made her doubt why she was there or if she could cut it. And I can say all of those things because I have been there. We have all been there. And let me say this just for the record, this bias and discrimination, it is not always coming from men. It certainly can come from both women and men. And some of the most terrible instances are when women hold bias or discriminate against other women just because they are different or have different goals. And your stories are powerful. I'm working on compiling them into one space on the website They have overwhelmed my Instagram stories, but I honestly believe that it is so important to share your story, share advice on how to overcome some of these obstacles. It just is important. 
It lets other women know that they are not alone because here it is. This is the real truth. When you feel alone and you feel isolated, you feel like you are the only one struggling. You feel powerless. And when you feel powerless, you lose objectivity and you lose focus. And you need those things in order to achieve your goals. So I've divided up all these stories you have sent me into four main areas. Number one, appearance. Number two, childbearing. Number three, sexualization. And number four, existence. And I'm going to dive right in and just start by reading some of your stories. Number one, appearance. Discrimination based on how you look. These are your stories. I purposefully make myself ugly because if I didn't, I would be judged for not being as serious, not being as smart, or only wanting to do medicine for the money. A former preceptor who is now a colleague asked me recently if I thought that clinic was my personal runway while I was wearing a simple black dress and heels. I wore makeup while working as a pre-med in the hospital, and the director of the whole department told me I should always look that good and try to take a picture with me. Aren't you a commanding presence in your high heels? How can you even walk in those? I mean, are you going to the strip club after work? My evaluation didn't mention my skills, but said I shouldn't wear so much lipstick. My attending told me I should get fake glasses to be taken more seriously because nobody would believe how smart I was with how I look. I dress extra ugly at work. In scrubs, I never do my hair or makeup to get my female attending to hate me less. Literally, I haven't worn normal clothes in over a year or blown out my hair because I want the mean attending to be nice to me. Okay, seriously, some of these comments are from women, some are from men, but the real, real problem is why do these people want to pull you down? Let's think about it. They are probably jealous. That has to be part of it. But I know from personal experience that it is like a knife when people treat you differently because of how you look. Maybe you're just curling your hair or painting your nails or wearing lipstick or you like the color pink or you wear heels, all of which I do. But you hear it. You hear it from the people around you. I've said it all the time that who you are is wonderful and you should feel confident in you and wear the things that make you feel like you. Because friends, confidence is really important in this journey, especially in medicine. You have to believe in yourself. You have to make hard decisions at a moment's notice, and you have to be confident to be the best doctor. These doubts about your abilities based on your appearance, they have no place. And I have my own stories that fit right in here also. I still remember being a med student and showing up to rounds in the ICU. It was a notoriously hard rotation, right? It's the ICU. Patients are on 15 medications, they're really sick, and the physiology behind their disease process is complex and really amazing, but it's hard to learn. These patients are sick. So I was studying and making notes, and I got there really early to pre-round, and I was ready. So I went to go ask my patient's nurse a question about his course overnight, and she said to me, I don't know why you med students have to always come in here looking like a hooker or like you're trying to pick up a husband. Don't you have any respect for yourself? Oh my gosh, friends, she killed me. She killed my vibe 
It doesn't matter that I was only wearing a blue sheath dress, my white coat, and closed toe heels. I had my hair down, it was curled, and I was wearing lipstick. I was trying hard to look nice and be professional, and she shot me down. I'm sitting here recording a podcast 12 years later, and I still remember what she said. 12 years later, she left me feeling embarrassed. I lost my confidence, and I doubted myself. You know what happened. The presentation was terrible. All my hard work preparing was for nothing because I let this one totally inappropriate comment by another woman get in the way. And I promise you, I bet this nurse didn't think twice about it. I bet if that woman is listening today, she doesn't even remember the incident. It was nothing to her, but it stuck with me and I still think about it. And of course, there's been many more times that comments have been said about my appearance or what I wore. But after that terrible presentation and a verbal lashing from the attending that I needed to prepare better and wasn't I taking medicine seriously and crying in the bathroom, I just was over it. She was jealous, right? That had to be at the heart of it. Maybe it was my appearance. Maybe it was just the stage of life I was in, or maybe something else that I have no idea was going on with her. But I really believe that when someone lashes out to hurt you like that, They are doing it because of them and not because of you. And you can't control what people say, but you can try to control your reaction. And now when somebody says something about this, about how I look or what I'm wearing or my appearance, because people still do, I just tell myself in my brain, hey, this is about them. This is about them. This is about them. They are being selfish. This is about them. And I try to be on the other end of it now because we can control what we say to other people. So friends, if you're listening here, listen to me. Do not dare be the ones saying these things to others. Not even as a joke, because it will still hurt. Say the nice things. Those are great shoes. I love the dress. That color looks great on you. I am sure you can think of something or don't say anything. Compliments only, friends. Compliments only. Let's agree upon that, please. Okay, well, enough about that one. We'll move on to number two, discrimination on childbearing or family status. These are your stories. The surgeon I rotated with asked me if I wanted to have kids, and I said yes, probably one more. And he said, what a shame. My attending told me to never get married or get pregnant because she said, It really was hard to be a good surgeon and a good mom, and most people are miserable. A male colleague told me he pitied all the females in the class because we could never be as successful as him if we wanted to have a family. You have a child? Don't you know this is a competitive program? For my med school interview, I was asked how many children I wanted and how I would make that work. My female attending said she wished all female residents would get IUDs. When I told my work about my third pregnancy, the president of our company asked me if I needed him to educate me on birth control. After I told my boss I needed to cut my hours to 40 per week from 60 per week to spend time with my daughter, she said, As a feminist, I support you, but as an employer, I understand why people don't want to hire reproductive age women. 
My female program director kept telling me to make sure my IUD works and that it would be really unfair for a resident to have a baby. My program director told me, you have to be careful hiring young women because they'll never want to work again after having children. I was asked by my own female advisor if my pregnancy was planned because there's no way anyone would plan to be pregnant during interview season. Oh boy, these comments all hurt my heart as a fertility doctor. This bias, it creates such pressure on women. I certainly felt it in training. All the people who would have to work harder if I was out, I heard the comments. Can you believe so-and-so is pregnant? Does she even realize how hard this is for us? And what about, she's having another kid. How many does she want? Is she ever going to work? And when I got pregnant twice in fellowship, it was hard. I had my clinical schedule with breaks placed so I could pump, and I still heard about it. And even the jokes, they hurt when you're struggling to achieve something like raising a child and balancing a career because that's hard. And even though my program was really, really supportive, I felt like an imposition and I had struggled to get pregnant. So here is what I have to say. Girl, it is hard to have infertility. It is hard to be pregnant. It is hard to be a new mom. It is hard to be a working mom. It is hard to not be able to have kids or to not want to have kids. It is hard to be a woman in this space when childbearing is brought up. And that's because everyone will judge you. Motherhood opens you up to a whole new world of judgment. Judgment about when to have kids, how many kids to have, how to feed them, how to dress them, how to raise them. But guys, this is life. And at some point, we have to learn, which I, which I hope is now for you, that we need to be true to us. If having a child is a goal for you, good for you. Goals are amazing. Kids are spectacular. I think we shrink when these comments are made instead of feeling like we have any power to stand up for them. And as for interviews, I got asked these questions in almost every interview by somebody. Are you married? Do you have kids? How will you balance? How do you balance? Can your husband move? I just tried to answer quickly and move on. Maybe is my Southern politeness getting the best of me there? But I want to tell you, do better than I did. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual Multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, Ritual conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin to assess its efficacy, and the results showed increase in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No my shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperature starting to warm up, 
I'm so excited that summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. And if you want to get your skin glowing in time for summer, it's time for you to get started with Apostrophe, who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. So whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan. It's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click get started. Then use the code A-A-W at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. Your merit stands alone. You got that interview. You can do the work. You are qualified. And don't fall for their line of questioning. Don't fall for their trick. Don't be afraid that you won't get the job. Stand up for yourself. Say this. I know this is an inappropriate question, so please respect that I am not going to answer. But I'd happily answer another question if you have one. That's it. It puts the ball in their court. It takes guts. How can they not respect you for standing up for yourself? That makes a bigger statement than any other answer you could say. And so on to number three, the sexualization of women. These are your stories. My attending introduced me to every patient as his beautiful assistant instead of a student. I felt so uncomfortable every time. I was asked whose dick I was going to suck to get into medical school. I am large in the chest, and during my surgery rotation, One of the surgeons let me do so much, and a fellow male medical student said, it's only because he likes feeling your boobs rub his arm. His comment left me feeling insecure and like I didn't deserve to do the procedures. An attending got so close to me while I was documenting my notes and put his hand on my back and slid it down. The patient grabbed my waist while I was suturing, and initially I brushed it off, but then I told him to keep his hands to himself but he kept groping me. I felt powerless as a student, 
but I told a nurse who put the patient in restraints. When the attending came by and asked why he was in restraints, I told him that the patient groped me and made sexual comments, and the attending said, so what? My male boss would hold our elbow to be authoritative, touch our back while we were walking, and stand behind me and look over my shoulder at my computer. I never knew what to say, so I just left the company. When I was a medical assistant, I had a cardiologist say that because I had big boobs, I was probably good in bed. And he asked his colleagues if they agreed. I wanted to say something, but he was the head of cardiology, and I didn't want to ruin my chances of getting into medical school. As a scribe in the ER, an older male attending that I'd worked with for literally hundreds of hours admitted that he did not know my name. When I called him out, he said, no one cares about your name when you've got boobs like that. Oh my gosh, friends, it is actually hard to read those out loud. Like, it is hard. And these are just a few snippets of some of the things that women are actually going through. Think about this. If you are a scribe or a medical student or a resident or a fellow and a certain attending makes comments and sexualizes you, then it is really normal to feel anxious when working with that person. So if you're anxious, it is hard to pay attention. Your heart races. Your body tells you to get away, that this situation is not good for you. And how are you to learn if you're a learner in this environment? You are stuck. You're there for a reason. Maybe it's to learn, maybe to take care of patients, maybe to get a good letter of recommendation. But how do you stand up for yourself without paying the price later? Guys, this is real fear and you deserve better. These men are taking advantage of their authority and their power. Do you hear that? This is all about power. When you need someone's approval to get to the next stage of the game, a letter, a grade, an evaluation, a residency spot, a fellowship spot, a job, a promotion, you put up with bad behavior to not be left behind and not be left out. I've certainly done it, and it didn't feel worth the effort to make it a big deal. It felt easier to ignore it in the moment. But here is what I have learned now many years later, that if you change nothing, nothing will change. If you change nothing, Nothing will change. These people will not change their behavior if you do not call them out, if you do not alert them that this is wrong. So call them out. You deserve better. The women around you deserve better. The women below you deserve better. And I know this is hard. But say, stop talking to me like that. Don't touch me. Stop interrupting me. Don't call me that name. Or go above them if you can. Go to a supervisor, a program director, a manager, a mentor, or somebody. And if you can't, you get out. Get out of that situation. Some of these situations can turn from subtle discrimination into sexualization to sexual assault. And by no means do you deserve that no matter what goals or dreams you have. There is a better environment for you. And by all means, do not stand quiet if you see this happening to other people. You stand up for each other. We must bond together to bring each other up. We must ask for help from those around us, and we must seek out 
instances where we can improve someone else when they're in a hard situation. And so if this is you and this happens to you, at a minimum, you ask for help. You tell somebody you do not stay silent. And on to number four, existence, discrimination simply for being a woman. These are your stories. I've been critiqued for acting the same way as other male students and called aggressive. I've been asked, as a woman, how will you be able to resolve conflict? I've been told admitting women to medical school is a waste of time and money. I work with a cardiothoracic surgeon who is fantastic And more than once, she has been rejected by patients simply because she is a woman. I am faculty, but when I have male medical students or residents rotate with me, the patients will only speak to the male learners and listen to their opinions over mine, even though I am in charge. My family medicine preceptor told me that he didn't believe women should be doctors because it'll always take one and a half women to do what one man can do because women are always worried about their kids. The attending calls me the little girl. I'm a scribe in the ER and all the male attendings call me honey or sweetheart. I don't want to cause any drama, so I don't say anything. And do you know what all these comments do not even mention? What I'm not even going into The doubt that is placed in women in medicine and in other competitive fields over and over and over again by people asking you, are you sure you want to be a doctor? Why don't you just do something else that's easier instead? Don't you want to have a family? Who will watch your kids? Will you ever see them? And it doesn't go into all the presumptions that undermine your ability to have any authority. When am I going to see the doctor? Are you the nurse? All the times you're called Natalie or Miss Natalie instead of Dr. Crawford by doctors, patients, staff, or anyone when you are actively taking care of patients. All these things give the message to women. You cannot do it. This bias, discrimination, harassment, judgment, what they do is they lead to doubt. There are lasting impacts from breaking someone's spirit. Do you hear me? There are lasting impacts on that person. The offender probably doesn't give much thought to whatever comment they say. It never enters their mind again. But to the person who it happens to, to the victim, it does. It can stick with you for a very long time. It can change you. It can change what you think about yourself, how you approach others, and what you think you are worth. And friends, listen to me. You deserve better. We all deserve better. There is no place for this bias of gender to exist. It holds us back. And when we silently accept and tolerate it in order to not cause a scene, we are only adding to the problem. And so if you want something to change, you've got to start with yourself. You must change you first. We must begin to not tolerate this behavior when it's directed at us. We must acknowledge that it is incorrect, go above people who are doing it, ask for help. And at the bottom of the day, the one thing we certainly must do 
is not be one causing any of this on someone else. And we must stand up for each other. When our friends or colleagues come to us, we need to have their back. We need to encourage them to help seek out a safe place. And we need to be the one telling people to stop talking to other people this way and stop the discrimination. Because when you're made to feel less than worthy, you lose any power. And I believe that's what all of this discrimination is about. It is about fear and power holding us back. When someone uses their power to make you fear that you have no other choice but to put up with it, it is isolating. It makes you feel like you did something wrong. It makes you doubt your self-worth. But friends, you are worthy. Please do not tolerate this. We must stand together and say that we all deserve better. And I appreciate you guys so much for listening. I know those of you who have shared your stories, that's really hard to put yourself out there like that. And it means a lot. You are really empowering other women by sharing your experiences. And we'll talk more on this topic at other times. I just thought it was really important that I use my voice and this platform to put your stories out there and interpret them how I do. My challenge for you this week is pretty simple. I actually want you to download or to listen to Katy Perry's Roar sometime, or just Google the lyrics. That's good enough too. And in full disclosure, my kids are a little obsessed with this song right now, so it's constantly in the background of our life. But I really love the message, and I really think that part of what it is saying here is so empowering that if you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. That as a woman, this fear of not wanting to rock the boat really can overshadow so many other things. So listen to it while you're driving or running or studying or doing something and see if you can relate to any of it. Because if you can relate to any part of that song, you've been biased based on your gender at some point. And so thank you guys so much for listening. I can't even begin to tell you how much your support for the As A Woman podcast, how much it means to me. When you are sharing your stories or on your Instagram that you listened and that you took something away from it, it really validates me sitting in my closet right now and recording this. So thank you. It's also still in its infancy. So those of you who are subscribing, reviewing, rating, sharing, downloading, I love you and thank you. Please also feel free to follow along on my Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD or check out the website nataliecrawfordmd.com. Use the hashtag as a woman and send any questions or comments that you have to me. Please join us next week as we talk about the number one question I get asked as a fertility doctor about age and fertility. When should I have kids? Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. I'm Brian Halfrich, a 26-year-old bioethics PhD student and clothing brand CEO. Welcome to my podcast where we talk all things health and wellness, navigating your 20s, and becoming the best version of yourself. 
So sit down, play that episode, and join the collective. <laughs>